0: what's up what's going on man nothing much nothing much another episode of the dre and Dez podcast how are you my friend I'm good on this sunday
1: uh this uh pre pre-recording before uh lions football uh uh pre-recording before Day, uh game two of bevel magic baby
0: yeah uh we're gonna do a, a quick two-minute drill uh, so we we obviously talk quite a bit in text and, and whatnot um and on friday uh you had quite a bit to say about about the detroit lions and what you think is going to happen uh and what you want to happen uh with these last four games so i will kick it off to you because I don't, I, I, this is, this is all you. This is all you.
1: So essentially what people, uh, what Des is doing, uh, people, he's trying to set me up for an epic, uh, to sound like a, a this is a fool because after, uh, there's a good chance after to today that everything I say is going to sound like complete idiocy, even more so. So I just want to set the table for what's really going on here behind the scenes. Um,
0: but also I want to make it very clear though. It's not as if I told you to have this take or thought or wow. I, I no, no. put no, like, no, I'm, I'm not trying to set you up. I'm just, I'm giving you the platform to go ahead and and give this take. That's right. that's so I there's no, you know, I, I'm not in cahoots well, with anybody to to, you know, make your take look bad.
1: Well, for one, like, it's not really a take as much as it's like, OK, well, let oh, so, um, for one. The minute that we fired Patricia and Quinn, um, it was like a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, ah, we're done with those idiots. (laughs) And so you combine that with the fact that at that point that we fired them, we're already way past the Fields and Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Um, Even if we lost, we lost out. And I believe that I had a feeling that maybe Patricia was so toxic, not necessarily just like, I'm not talking about in-game coaching. He was a a disaster there. (laughs) Planning, uh, defensive scheme for some kind of uh, defensive wizard. His defense was always one of the worst in the NFL, if not the worst. So you're going to improve automatically. You can't go – you can't get any worse, most likely. You're mm-hmm. only to get better. That's how I viewed it. And then also, I believe that that guy was so toxic based on the things that you've heard while he was coached from players there, players who have left, Then especially once he got fired, the outpouring of essentially rubbing it in their face of former players who have moved on with their careers but took their time out. When this doesn't happen normally to just make a comment on it, it really shows you how toxic that guy was. And no one liked playing for him. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe there's a chance, and I was listening to Darryl Bevel, you know, normally when guys are interim coaches, they talk about just keeping the ship afloat and, you know, trying to, you know, play good football and, you know, trying to, you know, uh, uh, finish respectful with the season. But from the very beginning, Bevel's like, no, we're going to loosen the up. We're going to have more fun here. You know, we're going to, we're, we're going to really change the way we Things have felt lately. I just like maybe that's part of the reason why this team has failed. And I'm going to do a big no no that both me and you know is the wrong thing to do. I'm going with hope and feeling. And I believe in Bevel Bevel Magic and Alliance about to go on a run and went out. Uh, so far, I want to know because I started this take before last game. So far, I want to know. They went to the Bears, who are not a good, necessarily a good team, but they're not a bad team. Have one of the best. Uh, defenses in the NFL, and they put up 34 points without Galladay and Swift, their two best offensive weapons, outside of Hawkinson. So look, they got. I think that Bevel, there's something to this Bevel magic. You know, they didn't play great last Sunday, but they never gave up. They played hard. Uh, they showed some grit, which this team under Patricia never really showed. And um, I believe in Bevel magic. They're, they're going to win out, and we're going to play have some playoffs this year. We're going to get in that wild card. I believe that.
0: Thank <laughs> oh you, are You are – okay. So, let's – so, you had mentioned uh, breath of fresh air. I agree. Yeah, I think getting rid of Patricia and Quinn was definitely that. Um, but my thing was, we, we were never going to be in the field's Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes anyway. Because I right. – I, I, the Lions just – Perennially, like they win, you know, it's they have the fluky wins and way too many losses that that they then they should. Um, but the Lions last four teams that we play are the Packers today. We have the Titans, the Buccaneers and the Vikings. Uh right. So even before. So let's take a step back from to the Bears game. Uh Matt Stafford had a really, really, really really good game outside of that one interception that he threw mm-hmm. um and with that the lions still should have lost that game i don't know what exactly matt Nagy was doing with his play calling but throwing the ball that deep and that late in the game with the lead was just dumb to me uh yeah. where to where lions got the strip sack and and um you know we Look, the Lions did what they needed to do on on their side. I just think that was a pro. That win was a product of poor management from the Bears, which Nagy has shown uh, to do that from time to time. Um, well, you're,
1: you're missing the point. You're missing something. Before that, we're and we text about this. Calling a timeout when you're you're trying to run a clock out. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, also and
1: if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, no, I think that was another drive. But I'm not mistaken, like it was third down, and we're like, hold on a second. You and you literally said this verbatim in the text. This better be an incredible play. <laughs> like just, like it makes no sense. The clock is running, you're trying to run up the clock. Yet you call a timeout and you're up. What are you doing? Right. I mean, no, look, no doubt. Matt Nagy should be fired. And um he made some critical errors. He let the lines back in the game. But you know what, Des, that's football. You know, that happens every Sunday. Some coaches make a mistake, and and the, the the teams that win most of the time are able to capitalize on it. I mean, you can make a – you can say the Lions the, things even out if Swift catch should have caught that football week one. You know, um, the Bears didn't do it. The, the Bears were beaten on that play. The Bears were beaten on that play. It worked to profession. Stafford threw the ball right on the money. It's not like Swift, if he would have caught it, was close to being out of – like he literally had plenty of room to catch it and just fall. You Know it would have been a touchdown, mm-hmm. so like I'm just saying, like, I don't like playing that game, but when people do what you just did, like it's like, well, you can do you can look at a, a different sort of ways, you know. Now, I, would, I never use that swift drop ball as an excuse, okay? Well, this team is a great team, and keep Patricia and Quinn around because you know what? We should have had another no, 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 no. But when you talk about wins and losses, and you're like, okay, well, things being interchangeable, that's interchangeable too, so you could just say these two win these two games, those two games, against the Bears. Watch each other out because you probably should have won week one. Just saying.
0: But what my thing is, if we are the team that you think that we are, we should have won both of those games. Like they, you know what I mean. Like we're we're talking about a bear team that that you just said is not really that good, but they're not really that bad, and and yet like you're you're struggling and battling to get there. Like and my and my thing is, it, and it's not so much you know the interchangeable of those two games. It's it's more so. um you just can't bank on that with you can't bank on that type of formula to try to go on a four or five game win streak in the NFL. Like that's just not feasible, especially when you have like of the bears that you just, that we just beat by four last week. That's by far the worst team that we're going to play these next four games. Like without a doubt. So you're, you're not that that's to me, this just is not a recipe for five and zero. like, uh, you know, if we if we move forward to the Packers game today, like the the Packers, you would think are motivated to try to win the one seed in the NFC because that because now the new playoff format starting this year is that there's only one team that's going to get a buy and it's the number one seed. And the Packers, I believe, are a, a game behind the Saints as the number one seed. Also, when you team up. Devonte Adams is on an absolute tear. Um, we can't cover anything uh, on the back end of our defense. I, I just it, this just looks like a recipe for disaster. Uh, Aaron Jones looked extremely explosive for the Packers last week. Like it, it just I I just don't don't see it at all.
1: That's because you're looking at it through too much of an analytical eye. You gotta be on the Bevel magic. We got you got something that we both agree that's always a bad idea. You gotta look at hope. You gotta look at maybe. You gotta look at story. Disney World. You gotta, y'all you gotta get Carl Bennett. I'm going with Bevel Magic.
0: So if the Lions That'll win, be. so say yeah. the Lions win the next three games, Packers, Titans, Buccaneers, yes. which won't happen, yes. but say they win those and then they lose to the Vikings, what what was all that for? Like what what yeah, would be the nah, the benefit?
1: You, that that's a totally different argument. Now if what you just did. You're bringing up argument is, is this for the best? That's essentially you asking that question is saying, well, is this is the best for the franchise. You know what I'm saying? Like, does this make sense for the future of the franchise? Hell no, it doesn't. And I never said it did. I just said that, look, you know, for me, selfishly, our teams suck. I know we probably need to rebuild. I've been saying that. Be very consistent. We need to rebuild. But guess what? This is probably not the best year to rebuild because we're not going to get a quarterback that we should, that we need to get. You know, and, and also, yeah, and there's also some positives we can pick from it too. Look, Matthew Stafford plays out of his mind. If you want to rebuild still with the new GM, Lewis Reddick, or. Uh, uh, wh- nope, just, ca- just keep saying,
0: keep saying Lewis Reddick because that's who I want.
1: I know. Lewis <laughs> Reddick, whoever the GM's going to be, if you want to rebuild, fine. But we both know that Matthew Stafford's trade value went down based on the way he's been playing the la- uh, last year and a half. But if he can go on a tear these last five games and say they do make it to the playoffs, his trade value skyrockets and then you still can get what you want. So I'm just saying, like, let's just get, let's just go for it, man. And the hell with it. Because at this point, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not going to get a quarterback already. So at least the quarterback that we want. So we might as well just just play the season out.
0: I mean, Mac Daddy might be there, you know, late first round. Who? Mac Daddy.
1: It's really Mac. I mean, uh, fine. I mean,
0: yeah, okay, fine. Actually, I, I,
1: I but Des, you just said late first round, right? If you went out, you still the draft him there.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's what you I mean, was saying. You, you were, you were just saying like we're not going to get a quarterback, but I'm like, well, you know, late first round, you could, but it just, I, I don't know. For for me, I'm just not going to get on this hope train because it's just not going to happen. Like you're not beating the Packers, the Vikings. You're not beating those those teams. Uh, I, I took a quick look at the top rushing teams in the NFL uh, and of the two of the last four teams we played, two of them are in the top six with the Vikings and the Titans. Uh, There's no way there is no, I would, I would be willing to bet that if the Tennessee Titans and the Vikings ran the ball on 80% of their offensive plays, they would still beat us. Like there, there needs to be no balance. They're just, we're just, we're not that we're, we're, in my mind, we're a bad team. We're a bad team because you can't point to anything that we do well, not a right. single thing. And to me, that's a bad team. Uh, so that's that's kind of my thought on it. But you were, you, I, I just, I don't know where this came from with you. Like I like because we go from uh, preseason, you are all like playoffs. I, here we I, go, I, I tell you, and you
1: then why, it, go ahead. I, I know, it, It's sometimes. You you get things in your mind and it doesn't even when you try to rationalize it, it still makes no damn sense. Um, like I just I don't know. Once you got with her Queen of Patricia it was like a breath of fresh air and I was just like, Damn, I do want the playoffs. You know, I, I do want something I, I do like because it, it's so long until the draft, it's like, I need something now. You know, and, so you're, and maybe, you're just you know hoping what, for the best at this point. Maybe it's because my Michigan Wolverines suck and like my college <laughs> football season's over. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's it. I'm like, I'm just looking for something. And I'm just, and, and look, full transparency and disclosure with our audience. Maybe that's it. Maybe all this is really in pure, uh, selfish desires. It probably is. And not logic. And I can admit that. But you know what? Damn it. I'm going full on in. Velvet Magic. We're going to win the day. We're gonna shock a lot of people and people like you are slowly gonna be like, wow, this team is playing some good football. We're gonna beat the Packers. And guess what? We're gonna put up 40.
0: We should do an IG live at halftime, uh, so that this take can just be gone. Just that like it'll only take a half a football for this take to just we we can flush it down the toilet.
1: And you're gonna look like you have an egg on your face when the Lions are up at half.
0: Oh man, I, I I just don't get it. like what. Okay, so what in that game against the Bears has you thinking that we're going to stop Aaron Rodgers and we're going to put up forty against the Packers? And we can well, and, and once you once you lay this out, we dude, can, we can you, kind of wrap.
1: Do you believe the Bears have a better defense than the Packers do?
0: Um, I think the Packer. I, I think if you're just saying on paper,
1: answer the question. If you would okay, shut it,
0: I will. Uh, so I think on paper, the bears do have a better defense than the Packers, but I think the Packers have been playing better defensively and the, and the bears have had some injuries on, especially interior of that D line. I believe it's, uh, Hicks, uh, Akeem Hicks has been out, yeah. been yeah. in and out. Been, um, it's not there this year. He opted out. Yeah. So I, 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 look, I think it's, I think the main thing, the main issue that we're going to have is dealing with. Preston Smith Zadarius Smith on the edges against the Packers. Like we just, we don't protect well.
1: Well, last, uh, last week, uh, Matt Nelson uh, did a good job at right tackle, uh, stepped in for a, a, a Vitae who was a waste of money, but we all know that. Um, and, you know, did a good job against Khalil Mack. I don't think, I think Khalil Mack had one sack. He barely did anything. Uh, so, I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm telling you, level magic, we're going to figure this out. And, Look, we, like I said, we put up thirty-four points. DeAndre Swift is back. I saw that report today. He will be active. No Galladay, but we got Swift. Um, and look, man, just just we put up thirty-four points last week. You know, like I, I and yeah, you got. I also put stock in that the fact that our interim head coach was the offensive coordinator. So I'm just looking at Bell was like, well, look, we're going to blow the roof off this thing, and we're going to just be aggressive. Last week, you saw a lot more shots down the field, um, and you're going to see that this week as well. No, know we're really going to test uh, that, that uh, the Packers' defense a lot. Now, I don't worry about the, I'm not worried about the Lions' offense scoring today. The biggest question is defensively, and that's where I have no answers for you. Now, here's an interesting tidbit: Jeff Okuda is now out for the season with a groin injury, but that's not the bad. Oh thing. man! He actually, was a, dang it! Oh
0: yeah. That that's a huge loss for us. Huge oh loss. Oh
1: my god! Put it this way, man. I was uh, listening to a local sports show, and they had. Uh, a guy who's uh who's from the D in Las Vegas. I think he's one of the owners there. Apparently when Jeff Okuda was uh um supposed uh reported to possibly play, the Lion well, I'll put this way, I'll put this uh this way. When the report came out that Jeff Okuda would not be playing Sunday, the Lions improved by three points in terms <laughs> of their underdog. <laughs> so just by him
0: Good not Lord.
1: Playing, their odds got better.
0: You know, I've seen – and we'll, we'll kind of wrap it here pretty soon. But I've seen a lot of uh, – I saw a post where that was announced on Instagram. And I had taken a look just at the comments to see what people were saying. And everyone's just like, oh, he's a bust. He's a bust. And, there, you know, there are people on both sides saying that, uh, well, no, he's not. You know, uh, Slay wasn't, was bad. That, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I actually did some research on pro football focus. And uh, Okuda, it's, he's actually not that – he's – He's graded worse. I think Okuda's like 41 as far as pro football focus, uh, you know, his play. And Slay was like 50, like 50, 51. So not a huge difference, but, man, it the, the concerning part for me and why I do think Okuda is a bust is because the one thing you did well in college is what we do with our defense, and you didn't do it well. Like playing man coverage was – his like bright spot that was his strength that's what he did very well and he doesn't do that well here so i i you know we were texting about it and i think we talked about it on friday i don't know if it is he just didn't match up a lot with high level talent when he was at ohio state i know they had the uh, the playoff game where he was uh matched up with the clemson receivers which those guys are elite but you know, you just kind of wonder, like where where was the the miss? But
1: you know what, Des? But you, you know, what with
0: that,
1: I, I think that thinking would have a lot more, uh, would be a, a lot more, have a lot more substance if other Ohio State corners transition to NFL were very similar. But we haven't seen that a lot. Most of the time, if you were a very very good corner at Ohio State you are pretty damn good in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Marcus Latt- uh, not my Mar- my Mar- Lattimore. Willie yep. Cooker, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. Like a lot of times, you know, they, they develop their corners very, very well. Um, Eli apples kind of bounced around a little bit, but like no one struggles the way Okuda has struggled this year. You don't see that. Um, this award's been fantastic mm-hmm. uh, for, for Cleveland. So like, you know, a lot of times when you're, when you're ready to hide Ohio state, you're legit. You're legit. And um I you know, I, I don't and that's where the whole Patricia thing comes into play. And yeah, yeah, like you say, well hold on a second. The scheme is mostly man to man. I don't know if it's the way they were coaching him up. Did they give him too much? They did they over it? like, you know, and maybe it was like instead of being instinct instinctual, he was thinking too much. It's very possible. Um, and instead of just playing. And look, I, I think next year is gonna be a huge year for him.
0: Um, it man. better be. Well, well he's yeah, gonna be, he's gonna be a a full time starter next year. Like, yeah, it it should be better. And I, I think there is some nerves that come with it, but nonetheless, like, man, you he was he was bad, man. He was bad.
1: Oh, we all oh, we all noticed he was picked. I mean, he was picked. I mean, it was there. Like, you know how high state receivers say, "I got the fish." You know, <laughs> that was happening to him in the NFL every matchup. Like, we're going to like when it was filmed like the offensive coordinator for the opposing team against Alliance was begging for them to put a kudu in because we're going to whoever he is covering. We're not going to do man-to-man, so we're going to circle him on the island, and we're going to attack him. Um, and uh, and, and it, it, its he had a really bad welcome-to-the-NFL experience. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, of course, I'm rooting for the kid. You know, like, we need him to be very good. It was a waste of a draft pick because of where we drafted him. But he's here, and we need him to be very good. We need him to be <clears throat> Darius Slay, essentially, um, at least to to feel good about his position. Okay, like one of our corners is good. Because if think about it this way, if he can't be good, we have a chance to have two good corners. I really like warrior. Yes, um, I agree. Uh, uh, he's he's done really well this year, um, and so if Akuda can become at least good. It won't necessarily justify the being draft third overall, but you're talking about having two corners who are good and on both sides, and that, that's a it's, you don't you shouldn't build outside in, but at least you shouldn't have to worry about it, and then you can start focusing on your linebackers and your your pass rush, and, and we can go from there. Uh, because having really good defense is important. It's part of what made the, makes the Bears really really good. Um, because before they got Khalil Mack, the, that Bears defense is already one of the best in the NFL. He just took them over the top, but what made them really good because they had they had Fuller, you know, they had uh um other players, you know, on the, on Eddie the, Jackson got, was back there. They got Eddie Jackson, you know, like so it was important to have a really good backfield, um, sec- not backfield secondary. So uh, look, it can still work our for alliance. It can work our for Cuda. We're gonna have to wipe the slate clean and just have to live with the fact that we. Probably passed up on a Hall of Fame quarterback, maybe into a, or at least an all pro quarterback into a. And, uh, you know, look, I, he'll have a chance to, I, I think every Lions fan should give him a chance next season, wipe this slate clean, and uh, just see what happens. And, and you know what? This is a good chance, dude, if he can come back. And maybe Patricia was just that bad.
0: Maybe he was. That's very possible. You know. Very possible. I said, that's very possible. That yeah we'll see but uh I, that, that's a wrap for this uh two minute drill i um yeah man we'll we'll see i i we'll see if your hope comes through and the lions somehow beat the packers i i don't see it but
1: devil we'll
0: magic, see magic. oh man people make sure you comment on our instagram uh as this take ages awfully please do we <laughs> we, we need that we need that so uh welcome all the smoke <laughs> That's a wrap. Another episode of the Dray and Desk Podcast. Peace. Peace.